You're listening to 101 with Tommy Zam. On the 15th episode, we sit down with Troy Bjorkman talking about concrete jungle foundation and life. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, Troy? How you doing? Not bad, Tommy. Um, yeah, I'm in Copenhagen. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit fall, fall off to me here, you know. Uh, pretty short days now and, and uh, cold bike rides, but things are good. Things are good. How about you? Uh, I'm in, I'm in staying in Florida right now, you know, with everything so crazy in California and the whole world's being crazy. So I just kind of took off and went to Florida for a little bit. And, um, it's, it's like 81 degrees out here sweating. So, you know, it's pretty hot, dude. That sounds like the opposite of here, but yeah, <laughs> the USA is pretty crazy right now, no doubt. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, you know, let's let's get into this. So, Troy, tell us a little about you. I mean, there might be some viewers that know already who you are, but you know, um, there's some that who don't know even know who you are. Tell us a little bit about your little background and where you you know you're from and skateboarding and everything. Sure. Yeah. So, um, uh, my name's Troy uh, Bjorkman. I'm originally from Helsinki, Finland, which is kind of the odd. We were brother of Sweden and Denmark. Um, grew up there in a kind of international household, so got the chance to travel quite a bit as a kid. So I've spent some time in the States too, Canada as well, Montreal especially for about four years. Um, and yeah, I'm a skater first and foremost, of course. And um, I also work uh, at Concrete Jungle Foundation, um, this charity that uh, we run internationally and uh is about skateboarding yeah oh yeah that's awesome dude. and we'll go back so you know a little bit um what got you into skateboarding uh you know everybody has that story right um for me i remember being a kid um i grew up in this courtyard and uh, there was kind of this this row house in front of ours, and there was this one guy who was probably, I don't know, quite a bit older than me, maybe like eight years or 12 years or something, like an adult almost already, or an adult probably. And um, and he always had a board, and I was like, fuck, man, I want to I wanna learn how to skate. That shit looks so cool. And yeah, when I was like 10, 9 or 10, I got my first board. Um, it was a, I think it was a World Industries board. Like, uh, one of those, one of those, um, you know, flame uh, versus water. You know, they were playing like I don't know, like a console game on the gra- graphic or something. And yeah, that was my first board, and then it went from there. Oh yeah, and what's what's the skateboarding like in Copenhagen when you were growing up? Well, like I said, like I, I grew up in uh, the neighboring country of Finland, um, but it's, okay. it's really the um, I mean. Uh, it's a really big scene. Um, I think, you know, in Finland, my, in Helsinki, where I grew up, the, the city I grew up in, we have the, the highest um, number of skate parks per capita in Europe. There's like 23 skate parks in the capital city alone. It's crazy. I mean, um, so so it's really well developed. In Copenhagen, like all listeners probably know, you know, world world known for for the you know not only the really affordable architecture but also the events right so yeah we got a good scene going up here in the north for sure dude that's crazy 23 skate parks in finland dude that's insane dude yeah man that's not even in the country that's um that's only in the capital imagine that yeah dude that's insane did you hit all 23 um I actually haven't been to all of them now because, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't um, been to the, the very newest ones, but, I mean, uh, most of them for sure, yeah. Dude, that's pretty sick, dude. 23 skate parks, dude. That's that's pretty insane. Most in Europe? I mean, that's just, that's crazy to think of, you know. Is it all, like, concrete or is it more, like, refab or is it, like, you know, what, what's it like? Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because, you know, Skating in Finland is really kind of techy, you know, like ledge-based stuff. 
Um, and that, that has really a lot to do with the fact that when we were growing up, all the parks were pretty much just, you know, flat asphalt with, with obstacles placed on them. So mani pads, boxes, ledges, flat rails and stuff. It's only been these last, you know, five years or so when these kind of U.S. or West Coast, especially style concrete parks have started popping up. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of tech tech wizardry up there. Hey, that's insane to think that, man. I mean, because you guys get a lot of like, you know, because you, you have like a strong winter. So, I mean, when you, you know, when it when it snows or when you get a really bad winter storm, y'all go like like under like not on the ground but y'all go like park you have parking garages y'all skate or do you have like a specific area y'all go to to go skate when it's like winter storms coming in yeah man it's funny you say that you know going underground because um uh you know where i was growing up in in helsinki in finland um there's this massive indoor park that's in an old bomb shelter from the like these um so it's literally uh, i mean i don't know the feet you know the imperial system too well but it's it's like a uh, thousand two hundred square meters which is what like four thousand square feet uh like yeah underground <laughs> in a bunker so yeah that's definitely exactly what we do and of course yeah we, we skate we skate parking lots too i mean indoor parking garages and stuff there's a there's a, quite a few good indoor parks there given the weather Oh yeah, dude, and and there's a lot of good, you know, big, you know, big, a lot of pros that came out of Finland too, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Arto Sari, of course, um, big legend growing up. Uh, Mario Sivinen, Habitat G, and now uh, Ennis Ennis, who uh, just got his like uh, got his colorway for Nike. Dude, that's sick. Dude. And I mean, forget. That's pretty rad. That, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, you know, knowing that like like those Pete, those those skaters came out of Finland and and became something, you know. So that, that kind of like inspires you and a bunch of other skaters in, in Finland too, right? Oh for sure, man. And there's 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 um there's a whole new generation of, of you know really talented rippers that are coming up. Um if you want to check someone, I'd recommend Eetu Toropainen or E2. He skates for Element now, and he's just, you know, uh, a block to watch. All right. Hell yeah, dude. Where, where do you get to check him out at? Or would you know his YouTube thing? Yeah, so um, E2, um, well, I mean, it's Finnish, right? So it's kind of hard to, to <laughs> tell you how to write it. But basically, double E, T, U. T O R O P A I N E E N. <laughs> That's right. um, yeah. oh, he, he's, he's, he's ripping for sure. All right. So, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, the viewers, so you check that, check him out, man. You know, go on to YouTube, you know, and, and, you know, write it, his name down and go check him out. You know, like I, I can't, I can't wait to check it out. It sounds, sounds pretty sick, dude. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, it's cool, you know. We, you know, ten years ago there wasn't too much of, um, you know, commercial activity or like industry in Europe, and especially Northern Europe. But that has started to change, so it's really yeah. nice. And, and and so you guys had to wait, like you know, I mean, I know I'm talking a little bit because I'm trying to, you know, want the viewers to understand, like, what was was it like growing up skateboarding in in Europe? Like you guys had to wait. You know, like you just said, there's not that much, and it wasn't that much industry when you were growing up. There was a little bit, but you guys had to wait for like videos or Thrasher magazines or other things coming from the United States or from the West Coast to over to you. But it took a while, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, it was it was all about all about the U.S. Really, there wasn't any industry in, in Europe. Um, but you know, that's slowly changing. Um, and also, it's not only you know European brands becoming something, but also you know brands that are originally from the US or, or Canada or whatever, um, really investing in, in, in talent in, in Europe too. So, so it's a two way stream. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, you got element Europe, you got like Nike Europe. I mean, there's so much like, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I think it's awesome. Cause it's just that these brands are like venturing off onto other countries because there's so many good skaters, like 
all over, all over the world. You know what I mean? And and like you said, you know, like what you just said, you know, Finland has like 23 skate parks. I mean, that's, that's insane. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it was only a matter of time, right? Oh yeah, definitely. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, I've been skating for 20, 20 plus years and you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I always love watching like European videos or, you know, like, um, I can't think of all the names of them, but I mean, just seeing European skaters and like, I used to watch like four and one and they'll have some European skaters in there. And it's, it's just be awesome to see like them skating. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just rat, you know, just to see like different types of skating from all around the world, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, that's exactly it. I feel like that's the, the crux of this, this call, right? That skateboarding is truly, truly getting global. And, um, you know, even though, we, we come from different places and whatnot, um, that, that soul or, you know, uh, essence of skateboarding is shared by all, you know, and it's a uh, kind of a global family as such. Yeah, definitely. And, and what kind of beer are you drinking? What kind of beer I'm drinking? Uh, so I'm in, two, in uh, Copenhagen and um, my favorite beer in, in Copenhagen is called Tuborg Classic. And that's what I'm drinking. It's kind of like an unfiltered cheap beer. But super nice. Highly recommend it. <laughs> highly recommend it. <laughs> and so how do you like living in Copenhagen? Well, you know, Copenhagen's uh, fantastic. Like, um, you know, I always say this, that um, Copenhagen or Denmark generally is like the perfect mixture of North European um, social or societal functionality, you know, like everything works, you, you get a lot of support from the government, stuff like that, but at the same time, it's south enough to be kind of cosmopolitan, like quite international, people actually come here, there's people from all over the world, um, so yeah, it's it's a great kind of balance between those two, and of course, I mean, the state scene is, is, is rad, uh, the, the, the architecture is fantastic, and there's just so many spots um really close to each other um because even though it's a capital it's 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 you know there's only not even a million people in here so so everything is super close so it's it's perfect oh yeah that sounds rad dude i, I know i watch a lot of like i've never been there but i always want to go because i hear stories from a lot of homies that gone out there for for the copenhagen open and just going out there and stuff like that and, and they said that dude, it's just like you just go there and you just have fun and nobody really harasses you as much, you know, as you do come to the States, you skate some spots and you get harassed. You know what I mean? Like out there, it's not as bad, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, you know? Yeah, completely. Um, it's super well received here skateboarding generally. And, and I mean, something else worth pointing out is that uh, the skateboarding community here is quite well organized in the sense that they actually um, put in the work to establish good relationship with the municipality and, you know, work together with the city to even develop some sort of, you know, spots. It was kind of like, um, like architecturized spots that are kind of meant for skateboarding, but also meant to just be like a communal hangout spot in the city. So yeah, there's it's it's a good good mixture of things going on here for sure. Man, you're making me try to want you make me want to leave the United States and come to Copenhagen. Come <laughs> on out, man! You can sleep on my couch as long as you want. All right, dude. I'll have to take me and my. Uh... Me and my dog will have to jump on a plane and fly out there, man. <laughs> I'd suggest summertime, though. Summertime, yeah. I can't do winter, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a summer baby. Yeah, I totally understand. Uh, and, then, I right, and then you, you've been to Copenhagen Opens a couple top, quite a few times, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, growing up in, in Finland, which is only, you know, uh, under an hour's flight away, um, it's uh, it's just one of those things to to come out to. You know, you got friends from all over Europe or Northern Europe, uh, and everybody kind of gets there together during that time. And then you got you know all the pros coming in from all over the world. So it's just a it's a big massive you know festival of uh, skateboarding. So but yeah, you don't want to miss that if you're ever around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> You guys didn't have one. Oh yeah, coming this year. You guys didn't have one because the whole COVID pandemic stuff. I mean, was it crazy out there? Did they shut down a lot of stuff out there, or was it open, or what did they do out there? 
Yeah, I mean, so so Copenhagen Open itself was an organized, um, like most stage events, I guess, around the world right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like Corona-wise, um, it's it's kind of the middle ground, right? Um, you don't need to have a mask on when you're outside, but if you go into a cafe, for example, you got to have a mask on while you're standing, and if you're sitting by your table, you don't. So it's it's kind of like yeah, back and forth. But um, it hasn't been as bad here as in, say, France or Spain or Italy or some of these places. Yeah, it's it's insane out here, man. It's 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 all I say is it's crazy. I mean, I mean, I wear, I mean, I wear my mask. I mean, if I'm outside like skating or walking around or doing activity stuff, I won't wear it. But if I go into a restaurant or or somewhere or, or a bar or whatever, I'll put it on. But if I'm drinking, I'll take it down, take it off. And then, you know, if I'm st- like sitting in my area or standing in my area, then I'll take it off, you know, but I'm going to use the restroom and stuff like that. It's the same, but this is crazy out here. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's just insane. <laughs> I'm just ready for, I'm just ready for it to be over with and hopefully get back to normal, you know? Yeah, completely. Um, it's a weird time to be alive. That's for sure. Can't oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and so let's talk a little bit more more about um Concrete Jungle Foundation. So how did you get involved in this? Um, what are you guys like? How did it all start up and everything? Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'll start off by you know introducing what it is just to, to you know give some kind of clarity to the listeners. So basically. Concrete Jungle Foundation is uh, an international nonprofit organization or charity um, that does mainly two things. Um, number one, uh, we build skate parks, like concrete, professionally built, world-class skate parks to underprivileged communities around the world. So basically, if you have a skate community somewhere in the non-Western world that uh, is quite well organized and you know they've been trying to push park built unsuccessfully they can reach out to us and be like yo we really have a good scene here here and we need a skate park can you guys help us out and the second thing we do um is youth programming so in a place like i don't know peru or jamaica um you know skateboarding definitely is a pastime and just having fun but it's also kind of uh, a really good tool to um, get in touch with kids uh, and young adults that are kind of uh, outside of society or marginalized. So we basically use skateboarding as a tool to develop personal skills and professional skills. So they, you know, aren't only provided with skateboarding through the skate park and the materials we get them, but also can kind of develop themselves in other ways through their passion. So that's um that's what that that's what Concrete Jungle Foundation is um, as an organization. Um, now, how I got involved in all of this was kind of funny. I was I was living in Montreal in Canada, and I was studying, and I had to write a paper for class, and it was a class on on entrepreneurship. And the previous summer, I had heard about this organization called Skatistan. Now you probably or might may or may not know what that is, but that was basically a skate charity as well, who um, built a skate park in Afghanistan and started teaching kids how to skate there. Um, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, like people do this. You know, it was like a combination of my favorite things. I was I was, you know, skate rat. Uh, I was studying um, development studies, which is basically you know social sciences with a non-Western focus. I was like, yo, you can combine these two? Like, what the fuck? So I wrote a paper on, on, on like a skate charity, a theoretical business proposal for a skate charity. And when I did, was doing my research, I stumbled on these two guys who were um, a, you know, planning to, to build a skate park in, in Peru for, for this you know, hillside slum community. And so I talked to them, I called them up, and I was like, yo, I'm writing this paper, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm going to graduate in about two months and I come down and they were like, yeah, of course, man, we need, we need all the manpower we can get. So I wrote the paper, uh, finished up school and then worked for two months to save up some money. 
And then I worked as a volunteer at the skate park for around three months. And yeah, then I just never left, you know. When we had a new project on the horizon, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, that was a few years ago, back in um, early 2018. And now we're here and I, I work on, on fundraising and, you know, um, collaboration, and business development generally for the NGO. Dude, that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just speechless. I mean, honestly, because <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's that's amazing, dude. Like, so so basically, what you guys do, or you know, there's so many, you know, but there, there's well, I'm gonna try to get to what I'm saying is, so basically, there's a lot of skate foundations out there, like fundraisers and stuff like that. Like, how do people get involved, or how do people um, start one? Do you know? Yeah, so that's a good question. I mean, it depends what you want to do. I know there's there's you know. Um, like in the U.S. and Canada, I know there's a, there's quite a few. There's like a handful of, of skate NGOs as well, and some of them, you know, um, work locally. You know, providing I don't know boards or uh, to um, you know uh, underprivileged communities or kids, um, or you know, building skate parks. I know there's like um, an initiative where they build skate parks in, in former Indian reserves and stuff like that. And then there's some that that um you know work more internationally focus on um kind of the non-western world broadly and i mean how to get involved with these is basically to 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 write on google like skate charity or skateboarding nonprofit organization and you can definitely um like get involved because at the end of the day you know this isn't something that brings in really any money for anyone it's just people that are super passionate about what they do and for those people and those organizations, um, getting more people involved is really what drives it at the end of the day. Now, if you want to start your own, then then that's uh, that's definitely possible too. It's just quite hard to start from scratch, you know, building up an organization, but it's fun as hell. So. Yeah, dude, that's rad, dude. And and like, so when you go to these events or do these fundraisers and stuff like that. Um, do you definitely like, um, like, does it inspire you more to like, you know, like seeing these kids or doing something great for the community? Does it like make you like, wow, this, this is my job. Not, not want to say job, but this is what I'm doing for my life. You know, this is what I'm doing for the skate community. Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, man. I mean, I guess that's really what it's about, right? You know, um, it's about, you know, it's about those 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 times when you're 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 out there, right? Like I spent five months in Jamaica this um, this year, 2020, uh, building Kingston's first skate park, just right outside of Kingston. And you know, we you know we we rallied like the local skate community who's been active there for years, and you know, outside companies and other foundations, and everybody just got together and was like you know, we got to do this. Like, Kingston needs a skate park. And it took us like a, a long time to find the money and also to, to build the park. But just, you know, the, that experience that, you know, that that time when you're there and you can see that, you know, that, that passion and that excitement in those people's faces. And, and then, you know, you, you provide that dream to someone. It's just, it's just, um, yeah, it's what makes it worth it, you know? That's awesome. And like just seeing the kids smiles on their face. I mean, that just make, makes you like, wow, dude, I'm doing a great thing, you know? Yeah, completely. And the cool thing about what we do too is, um, which I kind of alluded to earlier is that, you know, yeah, we provide skate parks for, for kids and, you know, boards and stuff. And that's, that's fantastic. Like it's, you know, imagine you don't really have that much to do either, you know, through economic capacity or through, opportunity for just you know enjoying yourself um so you can get really hyped on something like skateboarding as a kid for sure but also like we provide you know employment opportunities for for kids um you know apprenticeship programs like when we built the park in in kingston you know six local skaters were given a, a full salary for two months while they learned the process of building a skate park from a to z and you know, that instills not only, you know, enjoyment and fun, but also 
the ingredients to really support that community through, you know, economic activity and, you know, them being able to really take skateboarding and make something out of it as a kind of a life or a career. Um, so yeah, it's really multifaceted. There's a lot of things going on. Dude, that's, that's awesome. So you guys, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, so you guys like, teach these kids like how to build a skate park or how to build a DUI or not DUI, DUI, U, DR, D, well, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm just amazed. Sorry. I mean, this is so much to like talk about. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So you guys do all that stuff for these kids. Like, like, is it yeah. pretty cool to see them like, Hey, I want to, you know, have kids like built like those, like, do you have like little projects? Like, okay, Hey, here's a piece of some wood. We want you to build this or build it the way you want to build it. You know, do y'all do stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, now, for example, we, we've been active in Peru since uh, 2017. So it's quite a while already, you know, three years. And we've got local staff there really pretty much running everything. Um, so, like, you know, our fundraising goes into to, to like helping them out uh, in terms of the salary as well. But I mean, in terms of this design question, right? So in, um, in February, March 2021, which is in about four months or so, we're going to be building uh, two small skate parks in northern Peru, um, one small bowl in, um, in the north and like a small park for, for, for another community, you know, like 200 kilometers away, like 150 miles away. And the local that we've, you know, been involved with and uh, we're, we're helping out, they are the ones designing the park under the... Uh, you know, guidance of our professional skate park builders, and they're given a, a basically a, a salary for that. So they're they're doing an apprenticeship program where they learn how to design the park now, and then in uh, like February March they're gonna get paid to help out to build the park. We're basically providing them with all the experience and the elements and the ingredients necessary to to you know activate themselves and like for example make a company out of that or apply that to other construction related fields dude that's awesome and one question because i know i hear you say salary so you know some viewers might wonder what what you mean by salary is it like something they get like a like a paycheck or something or is it something that you guys provide them yeah it's a paycheck i mean they they, they get so um they get a they get a salary um, based on like they get a, a based on what you make in the country in question. So it's different. For example, in, in, in Jamaica, it's based on what the average salary is there. And in Peru, it's based on what, what the average salary is there. But what it means, you know, financially speaking, is that when we fundraise as an organization to run our organization, um, to be able to pay these local skate communities so that they can really you know, learn about how to make a career in skateboarding that's included in our annual budget dude that's awesome dude like you guys are i mean like that's awesome that like you and skatism and like a whole bunch of other you know com brand not companies but com brands or companies or foundations are out there doing this stuff for communities because a lot of people you know from you know, other places and kids that don't know this or parents that don't know anything about this, especially in the United States, you know, like, you know, they don't know, you know, they, some might know it, but some might not. But I mean, that's just awesome to know that like you're, you know, educating these, you know, the viewers and people knowing like, Hey, this is what's going on outside of the world. You know what I mean? Other side of the world and stuff like that. Yeah, completely. I mean, most people don't know how like global skateboarding truly is. You can really go to pretty much any fucking country in the world and you will find at least a small skate scene. Like in all these African countries, like we built a skate park in Angola, which is um, like central Africa. And um, there's these kids, we had a single skate park, skate park in the country, we had a single skate shop in the country that have, you know, for years been skating great. Um, through, you know, having one friend coming in from, I don't know, South Africa with a board and like someone coming over as a traveler and leaving their board. And there's these skate communities all over the place. Um, They're just you know, waiting for, for, for like a, a chance to really 
flourish, you know, and mm -hmm. and and that's basically what we do. We we help these these communities flourish, but at the same time, we don't only target skaters as such. We also you know support the general community by by programming and apprenticeships and employment and stuff. Basically, like skateboarding is a tool that we use to um, support communities, but also specifically support the local skate community that all already exists. Ooh, that's awesome. And, and another question too: Do you how how do you guys like how do you your, your foundation or or somebody? Because I know in the United States, like or over here, you know, you got to go to the government and you got to or the councilman or whatever. And you got to talk to them and say, hey, we want a, a skate park built in our city or, you know, we got to bid for it. And, you know, we got to do a fundraiser and all that stuff. Is it the same way that you guys got to do for to have a, your foundation to go to these countries and build them skate parks and 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 employee like people to help run the skate park and everything? Do you all have to do the exact same way or is it different? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same. You know, you, you have to go through governmental hoops and, you know, check the boxes, so to speak. Um, like, you know, getting the, the land, you know, signed off by whoever is either donating or selling it um, and get approval from, you know, local municipality or whatever. So like going to meetings with, with, with local officials and stuff. But in terms of fundraising, it's really... Um, more on the international front. So basically, in order to do any project that we do, we rally the international skate community to help out in whatever small way possible. So we might reach out to a skate company and be like, yo, um, like we have the land, we have um, the plans, we have the, the, the design done, and we got all these international volunteers that are pro builders, you know, ready to make this happen. Could you contribute with X percent of the budget, and then you know get, get, get you know marketing recognition for that? So that's one thing, you know, reaching out to companies. Um, another thing is uh, hosting our own event. So this year we've we've hosted I think like five or six events. One even in in, uh, in the U.S. in San Diego. Um, where we basically, um, you know, either just have a party and sell drinks or have live music or whatever, but basically fundraise to contribute to the budget. Um, another thing we do is we sell our own boards, uh, some, and some limited merch. So, so Concrete Jungle Foundation sells, sells boards online. You know, we have t-shirts, hoodies coming out and stuff. And perhaps most importantly, and, you know, the most, most sort of important for us is um, we have this this monthly donation program. Um, so people from all around the world kind of share our vision or our the, the sort of uh, mission that we have can join what we call the Concrete Jungle Family and contribute like you know, five bucks a month um, to support the work we do. Um, and, ex and in exchange, you know, um, get, get some goodies sent home to them and also get all our reports on the project and early bird access to all the media and stuff like that. It's really a, a collection of different things because we don't want to be reliable on just one source. Dude, that's awesome, dude. Like that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you got me speechless. I'm like, man, okay. And this this is amazing, dude. Like what you guys are doing and, and knowing that there's a lot of foundations out there that are doing this stuff for, you know, for privileged country, not un unprivileged countries that that can't, you know, have a great skate park or whatever, you know. But it's cool to know that there's foundations like you guys out there that's doing this stuff for people and everything. And and you know, my hats off to you guys. You know what I mean? Like you guys are are doing it, and and it's cool because you know with the Olympics is coming around. Um, well, it's supposed to be this year, but now it's going to be next year. Um, is, is that going to help out with you guys or is that, is, is it something that you guys are working with or what? Yeah, for sure, man. So, uh, you know, our most recent project, like I mentioned, was in Jamaica and there, you, uh, you know, Jamaica is crazy about the Olympics there. They have, you know, they're a small country, small island country, and they have some really, really good talent in terms of, uh, you know, sport generally. 
so there it was it was super helpful to you know when you talk with officials and you try to get things through the sort of administrative process you know getting the land or or i don't know getting uh, some kind of permit or whatever um it really helped so in that sense um i really feel like concrete jungle foundation as an organization is in the right place at the right time um the the, the olympics you know I, I totally get the sort of some that some people understand it are against it from like a skate cultural perspective and whatnot but i mean something that you can't avoid is the following the olympics means that you'll get easier support from um, governmental institutions, agencies, people um, to to you know develop a skate park or support any kind of skateboarding related initiative. And if the Olympics wouldn't you know exist, so definitely um, it's a it's it's a help in that sense. Dude, that's awesome, and and that's always what I always wondered about the Olympics is because you know like you know they're saying they're doing a U.S you know, a U.S. team, a Japan team, they're doing, you know, different teams in different popular cultures where skateboarding is huge. And then my always, always thing was like, well, what about these other countries, you know, these small countries that who are in the Olympics, but they don't have skateboarding. So how you, how are they going to do that? But now I know there's foundations like you guys and other ones who are out there who are making these skate parks for these kids or these, you know, for these building skate community. And so, now it's kind of opened my eyes like, okay, cool. There's these foundations out there who are actually, you know, helping out the skate community. And eventually the Olympics will probably go to those countries and be like, hey, you know, we got some amazing skaters. We want to put our skaters into that or whatever, have a contact. I don't know how it's all going to work, but I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, uh, taking up this, this example of Jamaica again, like on the ground, we've, we've been helping out the local scene to sort of, you know, register their local organization and like take the sort of initial steps to have representation in, in you know, the Olympic movement, you know, once it eventually sort of happens. So it's definitely a part of, of, of the conversation, you know, building up local organizational capacity so that, you know, it won't happen overnight, it won't happen over a year, but over time you'll have really well-organized, groups of you know people from the skateboarding community that can actually then take ownership and start you know organizing to be included in in the olympics and you know another thing that i always think about is that from from the sort of traditional western point of view in the skate scene you know the olympics are kind of a commercialization of our identity uh, and I, I i wholly agree with that general sentiment but at the same time you know if you're from a community uh in the caribbean or in central africa or somewhere where you really don't have a lot of opportunity for um you know socioeconomic development having the opportunity to, to, to skate in the olympics um is massive and also in these communities um, because there's not that much skateboarding yet, the chance that you will be the one to represent your country is astronomically higher than what it is in the U.S. So from that perspective, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the fact that, that, that skateboarding is in the Olympics now. Dude, that's awesome, dude. That's definitely awesome. And you guys got, uh, you know, a documentary coming out. Um, this week called uh, Freedom Skate Park Project. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, basically, um, we uh, we decided to, to film a documentary about our latest build, which was the Freedom Skate Park um, in Jamaica. And and this is a short documentary uh, filmed by our very good friend and volunteer Julian Sontag uh, from Germany. And basically, it traces the the Jamaican skate scene, um, their quest for a skate park uh, in Kingston, and how all of this ultimately led to Concrete Jungle Foundation taking on this project to build. And yeah, it's a, it's a great documentary. It's you know, 
you know, I'm, I'm humbled, but it's it's one you know a uh, bunch of awards at film festivals around the world, and it's only 20 minutes long. Um, so if you if you got 20 minutes to kill and you want to learn more about um, either the Jamaican skate scene or the international skateboarding charity sort of um, movement, um, I highly recommend it. It's it's a uh, it's a beautiful piece. Oh yeah, and you guys won awards. That's pretty awesome, man. Like, was it like an international awards, or was it like like documentary awards, or what? Yeah, so um, we won uh, five. We've so far, at least, still still on the road, but um, we've won five uh, awards, including best director and best short documentary from from different uh, film festivals around the world. So we basically, you know, when it was done in June, we just sent it out everywhere. In the it turned out way better than we thought it was going to be. Um, we might have a shot at this, and we did. So, so super dope on that. Oh yeah, congratulations, dude! That's awesome, man. That's 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 a good achievement. And then, you know, where can people watch this? Is there's like a, a a certain kind of platform? I mean, there. I mean, you know, they they have to go to like Vimeo or YouTube or something. Where can people watch this? And when's this? When's it dropping? So the documentary is dropping on Free Skate Mag, uh, the Pan-European Skate Mag, uh, on November 11th, uh, this Wednesday at 11 a.m. GMT. So I'm not exactly sure when that's in Florida. But um, yeah, November 11th, it's going to drop. And if you go to you know our Instagram, you can, of course, find, find the link there. And yeah, so it's going to be out. And uh, I'm sure we're going to spread it, spread it beyond that as well. Uh, things about dude that's awesome man and so viewers make sure you you know write this down and you know and like let everybody know like hey you gotta check out this fountain about this documentary and everything and then um one last question where or not one last question but a couple more questions um where can people go so so some viewers or what want to be part of this foundation or donate money to concrete jungle foundation or whatever they can do to get involved in it where can people go to to get involved with with Concrete Jungle Foundation? Yeah, so um, our our website is concretejunglefoundation.org. Um, we have a, a particular tab I think called Get Involved. If memory serves me correct, and basically there we list all the ways of as. Uh, an, an intern working in business development or like merch or product collaborations or marketing or whatever, or you can get involved as a volunteer either from home or on the ground at one of our project locations, or you can get involved as a, as a volunteer for, for on the builds. Um, so there's really, um, you know, a, a broad range of options to, to contribute. Um, and most importantly, I mean, Let's be real, these initiatives do cost money. Um, and if you have the means to contribute, you know, even a, you know, two bucks or five bucks, um, collectively, that, that makes up a lot. So, so um, there's, of, call, of course, the opportunity to also donate or become a monthly do donor um, to the organization. Oh, yeah. So, so viewers, you go that, you know, make sure you check them out. And that's what, concretejunglefoundation.com or... .org. Yeah. .org. Sorry, sorry. ConcreteJungleFoundation.org. And, and do you have a – sorry, go ahead. No, no I'm just going to say that you can also find us, of course, on Instagram, same name, Concrete Jungle Foundation, or Facebook, or wherever. And more broadly, I mean, even if you don't find something that speaks to you, you know, precisely um, on the Get Involved page, just shoot me an email. Like, I, I love – connecting with new people and, and, you know, organizations or companies that want to do some good uh, in skateboarding. So yeah, get involved and, and we'll take it from there. Oh yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. Like Matt, Matt, a lot of my respect. And last question, do you have anything you want to say to, you know, the people, the viewers about anything? Hmm. That's a good um, one. I got you on that one. <laughs> I mean, I guess this this general sort of this is going to be kind of philosophical or whatever. But like, you know, when you live in the West, um, in a developed country or in you know uh, economically 
you know, active and, and country. Um, you kind of take skateboarding for granted, right? It's something that's just kind of just appeared and becomes a very, very important and inseparable, inseparable part of you. But it's it's not like a a rope. Often, it's not like a rope to to you know being able to do something in life or such. It's, it's it's something that you don't really think about too much. But for communities where there's really no economic opportunities, where there's no you know youth space, where there's no recreational space, you know nothing provided by the government. The importance of something like a personal passion or a communal passion like skateboarding is really, you know, on a whole nother level. Um, it's 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 hard to sort of think about. And um, and while some people may think, okay, like these guys are, you know, working in um, developing countries and they're they're providing, you know, a skate park and a piece of wood. Like, what's what's up with that? Um, there's millions of initiatives that work on you know, providing clean water, providing fucking, you know, uh, food to, to, to uh, those that don't have food, but like providing uh, true passion, uh, collective, you know, engagement um, and, and fun to kids that don't have much is, is you know, quite, quite astonishing and, and quite weighty. Um, so, if you're interested in, in doing anything of this, or if you're interested in sort of the intersection between charity and skateboarding, um, get involved. It, it's definitely not lucrative, but it's the best experience that you can find out there, in my humble opinion. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. And then one one last thing is, um, what do you guys got coming up for 2021 or for the rest of the year? Any Anything special coming up or anything? Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, looks like uh, we got we got two projects, two kind of smaller scale projects in northern Peru um, in the beginning of uh, 2021. So we'll be building a bowl uh, and uh, in one spot uh, for for another NGO um, called Waves for Development, and we'll be uh, building a small park for another NGO that works with kids called Otra Cosa Network. And beyond that, uh, like from March, April forward, we'll be, you know, launching our, our new uh, our new boards and, and merchandise to fundraise for the year. And that fundraising will basically go into our fourth full scale international project. I unfortunately, cannot uh, say what it is yet because I didn't get the green light from the crew because it's not 100% certain. But I can tell you that um, the next, you know, full scale, proper, everything, including programming and everything on the part of Concrete Jungle Foundation will happen within the Latin American and or Caribbean region in uh, end of 21 or beginning of 22. Dude, that's awesome, man. You guys, you guys got a busy year. <laughs> no, certainly, man. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, look, Troy, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show, man. And hey, you know, like you, you, you educated me a lot, like about your found about Concrete Jungle Foundation, what you guys are doing, what's going on outside of like developed countries that have like, like basically the United States and other countries and stuff that have like skateboarding and, and, and privileged to be skateboarders and stuff like that to learn that there's countries out there that you know, who love skateboarding, but don't have what they got. And that's, that's amazing, dude. And I just want to say thank you so much for what you and your, and the and concrete jungle foundation is doing for skateboarding. And, you know, and, and you guys got, you know, my hundred percent support of what you guys do, man. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. And I so much appreciate you like taking me on the show um, and kind of like highlighting this, uh, especially in North America, since we're you know mostly out of Europe, this whole team and this the, this particular organization, um, like it's uh, I feel like it's it's, it's time to, to share this message and get more people on board. Um, and Tommy, like if if I can just take a, a minute to sort of thank some some people and organizations that have been involved, I'd really appreciate that. 
Cool? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Shoot. Shout out, man. Go. Yeah. Shoot, you, can shout, you can shout out the whole world if you want. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to forget someone, but just over the past year, um, massive shout out to Flipping Youth, who's a UK organization that really, you know, uh, helped out, especially in the early years to get this Jamaica project off the ground fundraised a bunch. They got Supreme and Vans to donate for the youth center by the park and got local companies on board too. Um, shout out big time to the state room uh, who donated a big portion of the funds necessary to, to build the park in Jamaica. New Line Skate Parks out of Canada and the US, you know, they've been uh, on board with Concrete Jungle Foundation since day one and their support has been so invaluable. Uh, Forever Playground out of France, highlighting all the skate charity projects out there, check them out. Uh, Bros, Nine Yard Skate Parks, Netherlands, um, the list goes on and on. Uh, thanks to everyone who's you know, partaken in, in this movement and thanks to everyone who's you know, about to join into this is, this is going places, fellas. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. And, and make sure you didn't forget anybody because I don't want anybody to get mad at you now. Yeah, I know, man. I know the list goes on and on. I could continue forever. But uh, <laughs> that's just how it is, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I actually got a few few more people to shout out. Um, firstly, Donate for Skate and Skateboards for Hope. Um, these people have been helping us, you know, collect these boards and new boards to supply our programs and provide boards and decks and shoes and everything to kids so thank you so much um out of europe to jean jacques uh distributing smiles thank you so much um you guys have been repping our our merchandise for a while and we really appreciate it same all-style distribution out of netherlands um helping us out figuring out what to do with merchandise and how to fundraise through that radio satari um, they've been involved in nonprofit organizations in, um, in Jordania and elsewhere too. Thanks for all the admin help. And last but very not least, uh, thank you, Skateco. They, um, they, you know, I met, I met Tori in, in Jamaica last November and they, they helped out by, by doing a one love series of boards and t-shirts and donating proceeds to the park. So, you know, all these people, thank you so much. Uh, uh, you know, we, we couldn't be doing it without you guys. All right, <laughs> is that it? You sure? Not forget anybody else? Nah, man. I think I think that's it. All right, a couple of those sorry. beer, couple of those beers got you going. Remember, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say real quick, viewers. Um, on November 29th, we're gonna have our season finale three, uh, TSM live show going on. Uh, that's November 29th. That's 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, 2 uh, p.m. Uh, Eastern time. It's going to be a great show. We got some good, good, good interviewers, bands coming on. So it's definitely you don't want to miss that one. Like I said, that's November 29th, um, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Um, Eastern time. And Troy, man, thank you so much, and thank you Concrete Foundation for doing what you're doing for skateboarding and you know, keeping the dream and keeping the love going, man. And like I said before, you guys got True Skateboard Mags or TSM Media's, you know, 100% support on whatever you guys do. And I hope I, I'm out in Copenhagen soon. Now, hopefully next year we'll be drinking some beers. You know, I'll have to try out the beer that you told, told me about. And, you know, just kicking back and skating and having fun out in Copenhagen, man. That sounds good, man. I'll have I'll keep the beer cold for you. Can't wait. Hell yeah, Thank homie. You. Thank you, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers.